Welcome. Everything is fine. This is a Good Place Podcast, brought to you by Nerdy Things Pod Productions. We are the Nerdy Boys. I am Tim. This is Kevin and Jules. Say hello, guys. Hello. Hello. And this is an episode of Actors in Movies. No, it's not. (laughs) This is... Everything is fine. A podcast dedicated to the hit NBC TV show, The Good Place. We do an episode for every episode they do. This is season four, episode six. Things are happening and we love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we love it. We Those love it. seem like two factual statements. <laughs> That's I don't all know, I man. Things are happening. <laughs> Some my, of us were right. Mainly that's, me. That's my contribution to this episode. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay. Bye. Well, if you love this type of witty banter and want to talk about other people with it, go to the Facebook discussion group. Go to Facebook and search Everything is Fine. You will find us and all of the other Maximum Derricks talking about this television show and tangentially related topics. You can also find us on Instagram at Everything is Fine podcast and on all other social medias, including Instagram at NerdyThingsPod and www.NerdyThingsPod.com. Whoa. All right. We usually start the episode calling back to the previous week, and we had a fun idea. If you guys were going to cast some random other celebrity or actor in movies as a cameo in The in the Bad Place, who would you pick and why? Mi- Missy Elliott. <laughs> okay. If I had a thousand tries, yeah, never. I would not have guessed in a million years. that Kevin was going to say Missy Misdemeanor. Missy Elliot. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. I mean, honestly, it's it's only because she had one, like her first song that became big for some reason annoyed me. And I just put her on my enemies list. <laughs> is she relevant? I don't even know. Like, maybe people don't know who she is. Maybe uh, people do. I, I just I can't tell you. But she's the first thing that came to my mind as a bad place person. So I think I have two like. Almost ones, and then I have one real one that I think would do really well. Let me go for the the real one. I, I was gonna say Jennifer Lawrence. I think she would be good. She'd be pretty good in the bad place because she just normally seems like she <laughs> is really happy when other people are like <laughs> discomfort right. or whatever. Um, but then, what if the the lead of the bad place was either one of these two people, Jack Nicholson, oh gosh. or Robert De Niro? Can we see that as like some badass bad place boss? Like those two would be great. I, Nicholson, I'm all over Jack Nicholson. I don't know Nich- about yeah, Nicholson. Definitely, yeah, definitely Jack Nicholson. I'm, I'm, I'm good. De Niro, with that. you're right. I can't, I can't see it for some reason. There's, there's something mm. missing there. Interesting. I could see him being like the, the, the good place. The, like you find that he's God or something like that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because okay. like especially be more... now, he's got that like grandfatherly vibe going on. Yes. Like you want him to be your granddad. He'd be that like missing, almost apathetic god that would have to exist <laughs> right. to have this system set up where nobody's gotten into the good place in 400 years. <laughs> what... And can we all just agree that Matthew McConaughey is just in the bad place? Just as a regular person? No. What? No. He's no. the greatest. I guess. All right, all right, all right. I mean, he's just driving his Lincoln, <laughs> surfing, running shirtless. I mean, that's all <laughs> the things life. in life that good people do. Yeah, he, he's in the McConaughey place. It's it's like a, <laughs> a it's like a medium place, but it's just for him. The Matthew McConaughey oh, place. I am going to pick Alec Baldwin because I love Alec Baldwin's voice. It's a bad place voice, and Jack Donaghy is like Brent Norwalk. Only he should be 
in charge of the bad place. He's he's the oh, boss. Hands down. I mean, you you you've nailed it because the Jack Donaghy character actually and Baldwin, they're just the worst. <laughs> no, real, real Baldwin's good now. He had his problems. Now? Uh, sure. Good. Absolutely. 2019? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, I mean, since he got thrown off that plane just for being a jackhole. Perfect. <laughs> How long ago was that, though? Oh, I mean, that was forever ago. That was almost like six months ago. No, not really. No. I don't remember no, that story. No, it was longer than that. Okay, I was going to say that was years ago. Yeah. He's, he's <laughs> I mean, had he his ups and also... downs, but in general, I think. <laughs> I think I'm in sorry. general. With the state of the world as it is right now, I have no concept of time because the scandals and everything that keep coming out, That's I true. just can't keep up. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I have a scandal yesterday. No, I don't know. Jules we'll see. We'll a, see what happens. Jules is wow. a walking, talking scandal. Jules was indicted. I mean, really, he's going <laughs> to yeah. be impeached and he wasn't even elected. <laughs> I don't know. They're going to impeach me of this podcast. But um, what was I going to say? Fuck, I lost it. Well, I found oh, it for you. I saw you. Motherless oh, Brooklyn. Yeah, thank you. Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Thanks for the, the, the... I'll take that. I saw Motherless Brooklyn and Alec Baldwin is always in a suit. Of course. Alec Baldwin has the look already in everything that he's in. Alec Baldwin always wears a really pretty good suit. I saw so. Midsummer that mm. has William Jackson Harper in it. Midsommar. Oh. And it is not a good movie. What? Oh, no. Yeah. I have heard nothing but absolute praise for Midsommar. Yeah, I'm not going to lie to <laughs> Is you. Is that how you say it? It's the other podcast I listen to, it. they say it that Midsommar. way. Midsommar. Yeah. I, I got to tell you, okay, I will freely, fully admit that this is not a movie for me. So if it's oh, a okay. movie for you and you enjoy it, that's wonderful. Uh, this is a movie that was made to, to, I couldn't even tell you the reason. Like, it's it's <laughs> beyond me. I'm out of my depth with it. And it's one of those movies I just don't care about. Sorry. Also, speaking of William Jackson Harper, I saw the trailer for Dark Waters, and it has uh, Mark Ruffalo, Anne Hathaway, uh, Bill Pullman, Tim Robbins, and it also has William Jackson Harper. And I saw the trailer, and he's just there in a boardroom in a suit, and I'm like, oh my god, Cheedy. I love it. So that's coming out. That's a great cast. This year. I have a question, che Jules, because you're, yeah, more, you're more plugged in. Markolo. Come Ruff on. Markolo. You're more plugged in okay. than the rest of us. Are, are we... Pro Anne Hathaway now or anti Anne Hathaway? Mm, I don't see why we would be anti Aunt Hathaway. Anti Hathaway. Anti. Yeah, that was <laughs> Thanksgiving. I was looking for it. Um, why? What happened? Well, I don't, I don't, I don't know. It just seemed like it was. Cool. It, it was a long while where people were just really down on Anne Hathaway, and I never could figure out why. I think it's because she cut yeah. her hair in that movie, and I, I don't know. Ever since the Lay Miz came out, people seem to be anti Anne oh, Hathaway. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. No. Um, she's just not like super on social media, so like nothing's been bad about her. It's just like meh. She we're meh. Why are, Mark why are you is pretty cool though? I mean you're you're really digging deep for that. What are you dreaming a dream of time gone by? Dream a dream. Mm. Da, da, da. Okay. Let's do out of context quotes because we've been rambling on long enough. Wait, wait, wait. Oh. We gotta do a oh, shout out. Geez. I wanna do a shout out okay. to Kathy Nguyen. Yes. And her significant other. Yes. She dressed up as, you have to see it, we're not going to explain what it is, but she dressed up in uh, some pretty cool good place attire with their really cool cat and joined the Facebook group. Everything is fine. Find it on um, the Facebooks and all that stuff. And she posted pictures and it looks great. And they were in the good place. And uh, yeah, shout out to them because they were super awesome and I love the photos and I'm looking at them now and they awesome. make me smile. They so. win co-hottest saviors of the week. 
All right, Jules. <laughs> kick it right. off. Okay. Um, so I only had one. I was like really wow. watching this episode and I was like, oh, I only have one quote. And I don't know. It was just really good. It better be um, a good one. Drum roll. Suck on this drive, button munch. <laughs> I like that. Kevin. Okay. Um, so I had I had a couple. I, I kind of like Jules. I did watch this episode more uh, as as just enjoying it than the the quotes. But I had uh, I said she's got huge ones. Ultimate complo. <laughs> uh, that's how I got my nickname, the defendant. Uh, when Simone beat him at cards, he didn't flip the table and storm off. He just stormed off. <laughs> Yeah, that's progress. And then uh, the ancient scrolls I had to consult were very hard to roll back up. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to prove that the humans are good and worthy of respect and not big fat sacks of dookie? (laughs) Moving at an angle terrifies me. (laughs) You went to Rutgers, right? I don't know, maybe do some squats, get that booty going. That's why they call them baby boomers. The tiniest little pinprick to their ego, and boom, they become babies. <laughs> and that has been this week's Out of Context Quotes of the Week. Kevin, what happened in this episode? All right, so this episode is pretty much just Michael telling a story to Bad Janet, who they've apparently kept in Good Janet's Void for six months, which... For me, I didn't do the math, but I can't figure out if that means we're six months in because they seem to imply we were halfway or more than that because I don't know how much time had passed before Bad Janet showed up. Anyway, the story that they're telling is about how the humans are human and the lengths that the good guys are going to to make the bad guys good guys and the good guys sucking at it. Uh, At the end, Brent writes the worst book ever written, second only to Tom Clancy's novels. And uh, winds up being a complete douche nozzle, but the heroes buckle down and decide they're going to win anyway, and that just heartens Michael so much, he lets Bad Janet go, which has to be a trap or a trick, or it's going to wind up screwing them up somehow, because he did give give her the Book of Humans, a manifesto by Michael and Janet. So, Janet Mm. is hosting people in her void now not a girl not people well michael's in there (laughs) yeah and i think Uh, i I mean she's done it before so i think it's something that can happen but also it was humans that screwed her up that's i think michael can be in there okay you know because derek's been in there janet's a janet so like bad janet's Mm, a janet so she could be in there and michael's a different thing altogether so i I'd let it go. Like, I, I have no problem with that. Yeah, because I was more concerned that just, I know Janet's a Janet, but Michael's just chilling in there. And last time that created a problem. So, and plus she's holding the whole freaking neighborhood together. So that kind of, you know, mm-hmm. threw me for a loop. But it must stink in there. Oh my God, so much farts. <laughs> like, seriously. I mean, just All that one farts. fart, but you know she's been doing that. And, and not just to Michael. She's just randomly <laughs> farting, just thinking that Janet, could, good Janet can smell it. And you know that's the case. <laughs> and not only that, I'm sure like good Janet 
smells of it, whether it's uh, in a real sense or in like a nine dimensional cosmic sense. Mmm, <laughs> the nine dimensional fart. It's got to be leaking out. That. Mm-hmm. Like Quite she's probably definitely. out there burping in the real world or something. <laughs> <laughs> and just fart smell and coming smells, out. Yeah. Oh gosh. But we definitely got a time jump, which I called. Indeed. That we're gonna get a time jump. Yep. Six months. Boom. I was surprised it was that much. Okay. Yeah. I thought maybe like three months, but that was a long time. I'm mm-hmm. I'm shocked it was not. It wasn't more. I honestly thought we'd be coming right to the end. Huh. I mean, we still have a lot of episodes, though. We do. It's fine. Kevin. But yeah, we yeah. can do one a day. Do Did we sell that desk at one point? No, but I love that desk. It's a cool that, desk, but I swear we sold that desk. No, we did not. We had a TV stand that was similar, but yeah, not that true. desk. Okay. Um, I loved that desk. I commented on that to Jenny. The, <laughs> these two sell furniture. Furniture. Just to fill y'all in. It took me a little bit. It took me a minute. I was like, what? I was like, I don't remember that part in the episode, but <laughs> the literal desk, the literal desk that was there. Okay. All right. Forget that. Sense. Back to this amazing ski trip <laughs> that was filled with nooks. So many nooks. Oh, man. Oh, God. He's All getting hard nooks. over the nooks. <laughs> <laughs> and the crannies. Oh, boy. All the crannies. <laughs> we also learned that Brett went to Rutgers, wink, wink, <laughs> and that mm. he stormed off when losing instead of flipping the table and storming off. Yay! Big win. That's for a win. Him. That sucks. And yeah. Eleanor wins hottest savior of the week again, even though she's In the dressed totally rigged. Yeah, but she's it's got to be rigged because she's dressed like District Thirteen in Pan Am. <laughs> yeah, at one point I, I did compare her to a South American dictator. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that. Yeah, it's all I could think of is: Are you underground in 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 the post apocalyptic world? It's, it wasn't working <laughs> for me. Uh, but Mike, so Mike could get there at some point if he just do some squats, get that booty pop. <laughs> we'll see. But like up until this point, it's assumed for the past six months everything's been going great. Everything is fine indeed. Everything is and, fine. Yeah. It, they, you know, humans are making progress. We're working on doing the good actions and we'll work on intentions later. Right. As Michael said. That's the format, baby. Just get those good actions. And yeah, they seem like they were all getting along. I mean, that was pretty good. But we get, we get to a problem because Brett wants his nerdiest friends to read his six books in one. Six books in one. Yeah, that's it's a half lot of this, books. half that, half this, half that. This guy is so annoying. Every like everything he does, <sighs> I don't. I can sympathize with these other humans because everything he does is so annoying. Yeah, pretty annoying. And he, now he wrote a book, and now he wants people to read it and introduce him at the book signing. And pay money to buy the book. Which is in two days, by the way. Oh, hey, here's my oh, big yeah, fat yeah. book. And in two days, I want you to make comments on it. Yeah. A lot of book to read, especially when, uh, you know, the mystery was solved on page 10. Oh, boy. I'm ready. I am hyped for this book. But that's Oof. okay. There's plenty else to talk about because you've got Scarlet Pakistan, whose eyes are uh, the, as brown as the brownest crayons. Yeah. And that's a good thing? Having crayon eyes? What the heck? Yep. 
brown crayon eyes. How many, like, I was thinking about how he actually wrote the book. Like, did he have Janet just, like, take it down? Like, he was talking it out loud, and then Janet was just, like, writing it down for him? Or how did he actually get this thing to work? How did he actually write this book? He definitely dictated it, because anything else doesn't make sense. (laughs) It's either that, or he hired Janet to write it for him. Mm-hmm. And that maybe that has some bearing on why it has no social cues. But then again, that's just him. I am convinced or I'm not convinced. I wouldn't be shocked if he doesn't know how to read uh, that. That would not surprise me in the very <laughs> least or write or any of those things. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm sure it was definitely done with dictation. There's no doubt in my mind whatsoever. Jeez. But they're they're really in a bus throw up situation here. Everything is melting down. Brenton is making fun of everybody in this book. It is um, it is a big problem. But he and Simone seem to have the biggest issues. It, there's definitely... Chidi can understand anybody, right? Like, Chidi can can find common ground and empathize with anybody. John's over oh, there yeah. probably, like, just half paying attention to him. Oh, I can ignore this. I'm focused on trying to find gossip that I apparently have to keep to myself. But Simone is the one who's like, dude... I can't stand for this. And I don't blame her. Yeah. Her personality is too strong. Her morals are too strong. And then when somebody like that meets somebody like him, it's just like, I'm not going to let this guy keep doing the thing. I'm not going to let him keep being the way he is. And he, I mean, yeah, he's a shitty person. You got to tell him and let him know. But apparently he does make some decent observations in his book because Chidi's re- reading it and realizing that he is a predictable person. He he doesn't do things on a whim. And based on his conversation with Jason, I am convinced that he, as smart as he is, literally doesn't know what spontaneity is. Because he wants to make a list of spontaneous things that he can do and mull them <laughs> over over the next seven weeks before he actually does the spontaneous thing. So he asks That's Jason, how spontaneous works. Yeah, yeah, right? Of course. That's exactly <laughs> the definition if you were to look it up in, in the book. But he was looking for help from Jason. And we learned that Jason is a really good dancer. And unpopular opinion, I love DJ music. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. <laughs> Any, Interesting. I don't even like EDM, but every clip they've ever played of Jason's music, I'm into it. It's kind of yeah. the best. Like <laughs> it t- turns out he wasn't actually a good DJ in the in the real world and then it just like it was blessed upon this, you know, person that's not capable of of but being he, a great DJ. But he's the best DJ by happenstance. Like he fun fact, those police sirens you hear are real. He was being <laughs> chased while he recorded that. Yep, love that. Uh, uh, just recording a podcast weekly. It, it just thinking about moving while recording something like this. Oh, it's terrifying. It's, oh, man. Yeah. It does awful. not happen. But still. Probably running with a laptop, a he, mic. He definitely was. No mic. He was recording on the laptop mic, and it still oh, okay, sounded okay. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, or from his phone. <gasps> oh, GarageBand from his phone. Yeah, there That's go. easy. Boom. So all's fun. All's happening. Really good stuff until John pops in and sees Jason being Jason. ruh Zoinks. Zoinks, Scoob. Like, what's going on, man? So, that's a problem. And Janet's like, dude, 
obviously. I love how they keep cutting back and Janet keeps going, no, this is proof. Humans are terrible. And My- yeah. Michael's convinced that humans are good sometimes. That, he has a lot of faith. That's a resounding endorsement for for humans. They're, uh, yeah. they're good, 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 good. This is this is the greatest champion of humans in the bad place, and hit the strongest he can go with is they're good, 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 good sometimes, and they deserve the bu- 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 benefit of the doubt. <laughs> oh boy! So John will shut his mouth as long as he can learn the magic mic dance. <laughs> All of it would seem pretty easy. That dance that he did, I was like, oh, I mean, that's not that hard. So do it right now. Yeah, congratulations if you think it's not that hard. I am doing it. My body does not move that way. Yeah. (laughs) Wow, look at Jules. Look at him go. I'm going. Wow. Whoa. Oh, Oh, I heard that snap. His spine is gone. Sorry, folks. This is an audio podcast. We can convince you of anything. Uh, Brent's book is as bad and sexist and racist as you think it might be. Ugh. And Eleanor has no answer for it. Like why they have to put up with this. Cause she's basically just trying to convince them. All right, guys, let's try and see the best in this and offer some praise for them. And Simone's like, I'm calling bullshit on this. Why should we have to excuse these things still in the bad place? Yeah. And Eleanor has, she's the best they have at thinking on her feet and she's got nothing to come back on. Yeah, she's like super stumped at this. Like she, this is totally out of left field and I'm pretty sure nobody would have thought of this either. Like nobody guessed that he would write a book that's extremely racist and sexist, but he did it and Eleanor's finally like thrown off. Like maybe this whole 6 months has been going super well and then just boom, something that was unpredictable that uh she has no idea how to you know handle because yeah simone's like yo we're in the good place why are you the godlike figure letting this happen like what what's going on and she's like uh i don't know let's try and look on the bright side it was he made a book or whatever i'd better go (laughs) consult some eternal beings (laughs) yeah gotta go mull it over with the eternal scrolls as well so we have to try and get through to brent and if you guys were going to try and communicate with him what what is his language? I don't know, man. I mean, Michael tried it with golf. What else does he do? He doesn't do anything else but play golf badly. Hits on women and golfs. And the best way to get through to him is to 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 speak through the metaphor of golfing. But even that's difficult when you've got the damn cheat code turned on. <laughs> That was my favorite part. I loved when the ball like looped back around (laughs) and then Michael pointed it out and I was like, of course, of course, of course. It was like, I wonder he likes it so much. It was like that scene in Space Jam. Who is it that, uh, yeah, yeah, it's just Jordan, right? He hits the thing and it goes around and around because it's Bugs Bunny pulling down there. No, LeBron, LeBron James. LeBron James wasn't even freaking born when Space Jam came out. But yeah, like it's he's not he's not good at anything else. He's good at like lying and being a douchebag. I'm surprised that he doesn't like drink or anything. Like we haven't seen him like drunk, have we? No, not he drinks yet. not yet. But not really. Yeah, I don't know. He probably doesn't do anything. Place. Just plays golf. 
Would you get drunk? I don't know that they would allow you to get drunk. I imagine this is like a Star Trek synthahol situation where mm. you can drink all you want and you feel a little buzzed and the next day you're fine. No, Eleanor's been drunk. Tahani's Eleanor been drunk. Eleanor drinks margarita. You don't That's get hung over. That's true. You get drunk, but you, you don't, don't get, get hung over. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Unless yeah. you want to huh. turn the hangover filter off like the bad place people. <laughs> maybe maybe Brent's a bare naked ladies fan and he thinks that drinking just to get drunk is a waste of precious booze. Alcohol, my permanent wow. accessory. Don't get him started. <laughs> all, right, all right, all right, all right, all right. We gotta get we gotta get serious for a second here because uh, John is having a situation. She, he can't keep his his mouth shut. He, he well, he is, but it's it's really having a hard time. And he wants to trust the advice of Bethany Frankel. I can't believe she's a human being. And Chidi says you have to you have to go with Kant over Bethany Frankel. But do you? Because Kant's advice is to, how does he phrase it? It is your keep, duty to keep your friend's yeah. secrets. Is it? Isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I have a hard time with this one. Listen, I am a loyal yeah. human being. Like, friendships, family, all to of that a fault. means a lot to me. But I don't think it's your duty to keep your friends' secrets, especially if they're not secrets that should be kept. I, I, if this guy's some great philosopher, yeah. I don't know about that one. You just, yeah, that's why you can't I believe watched, it. I can't. Oh, oh no, I can't believe it. I can't. Uh, that's why I watched like this one super intently because they were bringing up a lot of like really good thoughts and ideas, and it made me think a whole lot. Like Kant said that, but like, what if you didn't? ask for the secret like i i didn't ask to see jason and know about all this stuff i didn't ask to to know whatever secret it is but you told me or you did the thing and i witnessed it so it's like do i still have that duty then to you know if i'd never asked for this and it's like well i don't know i thought about it a lot well i mean i think morally it depends on what the secret is going to do yeah, to what if person. it's murder it's gonna hurt them then yeah. you have to keep it. Like, hey, if keeping hey guys, the secret is going to hurt them, then you have to let it out. I, I killed someone on Halloween. Now, all of y'all listeners, y'all have to keep it. No. You can't. No, they're not your let me. friends. Ooh, this <laughs> oh. is really oh, awkward. Oh, I mean, yeah. uh, uh, edit that out. Ba okay. Bad example. Okay. I will edit that out. <laughs> so Eleanor <laughs> has consulted the scrolls, which are very difficult to roll back up. So it's taken a long time. But basically what the scroll said was, try and be nice to Brent. Try and say something that's complimentary and partially true, essentially, is what the scroll said. That's kind of baloney advice. So they go and try and do that. And he just wants... All right. Complos? Complos. Complos. <laughs> Complos. I've never heard that. No. Nope. That's a new one nope. for me. That's a not a thing. That's a not a thing. Complos. Complos. Come on. Uh, and the, I need them complos. The mean women, they've they've ruined the event. Nobody <laughs> gets to go. Nobody gets to spend $65 on his book. No one. <laughs> Seriously, I feel like this is the him also movement. <laughs> Ooh, oh, <laughs> that's a, wow. That's a, that's a good one. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because uh, Simone was definitely racist towards him. There's no question about it. Yeah. Kevin, oh, yeah. Yeah, no. listen, you're a book collector. Have you ever yeah. spent $65 on a book? Uh, yeah, but it was like a signed first edition. Right. Uh, like oh, collector's wait, he item. Like it's in a glass case. Maybe. 
He Maybe did it was not. like for a package. It's he can't Brent. write. Like, we just determined this. He can't write. Sign. <laughs> Jules, e- even like the books are 65. To have it signed is another 55. I'm true, sure. True. I'm positive. And then to get a picture with him. Oh, that's no, a whole no, thing. no, no, no. No pictures. It was no. VIP. Oh, okay. $65. Yeah, I was like, 65 That's a lot. It like, is. That's an I've insane seen amount. Like 50 like 50 for a book, maybe 40. No. Nah, but hard pass. Yeah. Reminds no. me of the Friends episode where uh, Chandler gets the rare copy of Velveteen Rabbit for Joey's girlfriend who he wants to date <laughs> and then decides to he can't find something better for Joey to give to him because he was supposed to shop for Joey's gift and then gives it to Joey to give to her, which Joey gave him 20 bucks and wants to know if there's change. And Chandler goes, nope, it came to an even 20. And he goes, wow, <laughs> that's expensive for an old book. That's almost as much as a new book. <laughs> yeah so eleanor suggests that they stop walking on eggshells in front of brent and throw him in his face it's the only solution so michael goes in the golf course and it's just like dude it's time to apologize you you did wrong you gotta go tell him that you did wrong and chidi suggests to simone that they give him the benefit of the doubt but simone is ha- simone is having nothing of it uh, and she is quickly vindicated by his non-apology. Like that is the definition. That was a non-apology dictionary. It, yep. Non-apology YouTube video yeah. of that. That's. I'm sorry that you got mad at the thing that I said that was true. Right. And it's like, no, that's not how that works. No. Not at all. And I did this and I'm sorry you took it that way, but that's on you. Uh, yeah. yeah. So I'm sorry if you were offended. Right. So they're all obviously, I mean, even Michael's like, no, no, but shaking his head. Ooh. But who is it that goes off on him? It's not Chidi. No. It's not Simone. It's not John. It's Tahani. Again, this is second week in a row. Tahani's not part of this. She's supposed to be one of the watching over the people people. Mm-hmm. But she goes right yep. at him. And I, for a part of me is like, yeah, girl, uh, hashtag me too, time's up, all that kind of stuff. He deserved that. But at, the other part of me is if somebody's going to do it, let Simone do it because you're supposed to be keeping order here. I, I, I'm kind of torn on this reaction it, it it strikes me as another killing a unicorn situation <laughs> a little oh, bit but yeah I, I you know what for a moment i thought there was some strategy to it because it sort of takes the heat off simone okay and lets simone simmer down and i thought that this was a very smart move until it wasn't because it's tahani <laughs> i was gonna say you're giving her a lot of credit but yes yeah there you go yeah and it devolves very quickly because then Simone gives him crap and then he gives her crap back and then Chidi steps in and then he pushes Chidi and then Chidi knocks him the fork out. Oh, yeah. No, for, first he, you know, says, like, we can discuss it over some philosophy. And then he goes to, like, wish <laughs> Thor wish his fucking book. <laughs> and then it just, like, completely hits him. Behind. He's like, I'm being attacked. <laughs> and it's like, oh, no. And then, boom, just Chidi lays him out. Is this another thing we would never have seen chidi do this before like is this another thing that tim's brought up before that uh chidi is changing maybe for the worse like we've heard you know we brought up before that he's lied already but now he threw a punch and it's like oh boy what's going on with chidi now like is this 
making Chidi a worse person. He, I mean, I don't know. Uh, what what are y'all thinking? I mean, like he it, threw he he laid him out. Yeah, he did, but it was hard. sort of in self defense. Yeah, I mean, it was it was also maybe book other... related, so it might have been bookshelf defense. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, oh my God, the puns are real in this episode. Wow, jeez, bookshelf defense. But <laughs> so based on Chidi's philosophy, you would think him a complete pacifist. So, yeah. yeah, this is definitely a step, I guess, in the quote unquote wrong direction. But at the same time, standing up for yourself is an improvement for Chidi in certain ways. I uh, in my life, I've gone back and forth. And as I've gotten older, I've definitely leaned towards pacifism. But I do think there's this time and place for standing up for oneself and throwing a punch or two. Perhaps. So I don't know if that's mm-hmm. necessarily better or worse. I think it's maybe for Cheaty. I think it's it's maybe better. So, yeah, I, th- I think I don't know. I think this is some improvement on his part, I guess, mm. in my opinion. But, yeah, he he really he really laid him out. It, it, that was the shirtless Cheaty that we saw. Really? Yeah. 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 The other thing is, so this guy who plays Brent, I can't think of his real name. Do you, do you guys remember him from How He Met Your Mother? Dawn dated Robin for a while, was the co-anchor. Oh, oh yeah. So that that uh, ten years ago ish, maybe. He, that he's not aged well. This guy. No. No. So so ten years ago, he was studly enough to date Colby Smulders. Now look at Colby Smulders and look at him. Total mismatch. And guys are supposed to, like, technically, this is a sexist thing, I know, but te- like just conventionally in our society, guys age better. That's like the conventional wisdom. Not in that case. That This guy, I'm just saying, maybe it's a, the wear and tear of being a bad person, but he has not done well over the last decade. Just going to throw that out there. <laughs> yeah. So wow. the group, uh, no, the group doesn't reconvene yet because Janet has a talk with Michael and points out the baby boomer problem. I don't know how many baby boomers we have in our listening groups. I don't want to offend, but she's kind of spot on. I'm a millennial. (laughs) (laughs) We all know that, Jules. Yeah. 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 Okay. You open your mouth and people go, oh, yeah, millennial. I play Fortnite. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, he does. He he twitches, everybody. All right. Oh, boy. Yeah. So the group reconvenes and they're pretty much at their lowest point. I mean, we thought that before many times early in this experiment, but now it's six months later. It's at least halfway through. They thought things were going well and they're basically at square one. So this is as low as they can get. But they come together. Each one of them basically says an idea to give the humans like the easiest possible opportunity to do something good. I mean, Jason's willing to freaking light himself on fire, <laughs> which would yeah. sound like a great sacrifice, except for he really thinks he'd look cool in flaming monk robes. But still, they wanted to just give them the easiest opportunity to to perform a good act and then hopefully watch it springboard. And it's pretty impressive. And it's all the proof that Michael needs that humans can get better because these guys get better every forking day. 
Yeah, so so he's definitely basing like his human thoughts and stuff on on these four, his like original four, his crew. Like they, well, minus Chidi right now, but you know, and including Jan- Janet now. But like these humans that he's seeing, they just keep getting back up. They keep trying. They keep thinking, trying to figure out these problems, and that's different. And and something that he he's noticed along the way as a demon, con- constantly observing humans. Like he's just constantly just like wow these humans have something and yeah they can change because he's seen them go from point a to where we are now so and it's like wow i think the biggest thing they've done is changed him because the look Mm. on his face was like a fatherly love for them like it was it was pride in how much they've grown it was like basking in the warmth of their stick-to-itiveness as they got back to work you know, they, they're down six months. They have to quote unquote start over, but they're going to do that. Like, they're like, we've screwed this up. How do we unscrew this up? And he just loved that. And that's, that's, that's their power right there. I really like this moment, but then I also hate it because now I feel this could be foreshadowing of michael at some point i'm already thinking at the end like i've been thinking about the end since we started but now i'm thinking at some point michael is gonna sacrifice himself at some somehow so that he can let these humans still be whatever Mm. so that's what i instantly went to Mm. that michael was like we're foreshadowing something that michael's gonna i i think he would but i just don't see this show going there like i i think we're gonna find that the four succeed because they're going to prove that humans can get better. And I think it's going to be Brent that's the hero come the end of this. Oh, I hope. Oh, I boy. Hope, I hope not. I don't. Well, I mean, honestly. I don't want to root he, for him. But he's got the most room to he grow. He does. No, 100%. Yeah. And and he's the one that's going to, like, he has to be the one that grows. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, final scene. Apparently... He's been trying to win Janet over to their side. His good deed is giving her back to the good, the bad place. He's not going to marbleize her. And he sends her with a book, a yep. manifesto the of book of, of humans, a manifesto by Michael and Janet. Yeah. So they've been recording everything. Uh, she wishes it was the Brent book. He, he didn't have the cash for that. That that's a whole other thing. Um, <laughs> luckily, he has some air freshener. But but I'm left with why did he think? Why did any of them think that they could win a bad Janet over? That just doesn't seem possible because she's programmed. I don't know a whole thing. Um, why are they sending her back? Why are they sending her back with all this information? Was that story even true? What is the game? There, There's a game afoot. What is it? So, I mean, why not is really all I have to say. It's not like the bad place doesn't know what they're doing. The bad place at this point can't interfere with them because they've sort of closed off the, the tunnel. So... Why not? Why not show them that they're growing and that they still have hope and that even if they're losing, they're not going to give up? I don't I don't have a a, a reason not to. This but, is this is growth. This is the Michael that that he wants to be. But they've got nothing to. All right. I'm I'm choosing. I'm choosing to believe that this is not just an altruistic thing. 
He says it is, but I, sure. I just don't believe it. So there has to be a strategy behind it. Like it's not a why not. It's a why. Why would they send them? Because there's no reason to give them. In, there's no reason to give this information well, to them. <clears throat> like they, they don't need it. Well, so yeah. why? They're, they have to have an idea in mind. What could that be? I'm lost. I think. Oh, we got an eyebrow. I think Michael throughout this whole episode. Um, he's been saying how much that you know humans can change that was the main theme of it that humans can change human humans can grow and stuff and then maybe possibly since he knows in his, in his heart that he has changed for the good that maybe some small possibility the one percent chance that sending this book back letting telling janet this story maybe it might change her a little bit or even think that it's possible and maybe that She'll read the book. Nope. Or maybe she'll pass it on to the demons. You're wrong. I, that's the only Kevin's thing. Kevin's dancing nope. over here. It started yes. with an eyebrow twitch, and now he's dancing. I have dancing. nailed it. All right, what is I was it? wrong. You are wrong. We're all wrong. The book's a virus. Oh, geez. They're sending her back with a virus. So they're going to destroy gonna the Matrix? Her. They're going to infect her? It's going to be great. It's going to be wonderful. Interesting. They're going to destroy the Matrix. Yep. How are they even sending her back anyways? Through the Janet tunnels. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Janet tunnels. I mean, they were in Janet's place and then she opened up a, the, the doorway to the in-between space where they keep the Janets. It's a whole Janet storage facility. I'm stumped. <laughs> <laughs> that, all, um, all, all of those questions to say, I'm stumped. I I, yeah. I usually have a wrong idea. You know, an idea of what's going to happen next or a theory that I know to be wrong because it's the good place and it's never right. I don't even have a guess to venture. I have nothing. Yeah, this one ended kind of weird. Like it was just like, wow, okay, we have some glimmer of hope. There wasn't like a, a end twist or anything like we've come to know with the show. And it's just like, wow, well, what are they going to do? And we got told this story by Michael and it's like... They yep. only have so much time. Okay. The book is the twist. I don't even twist. know where to, what to think. The book, the book is oh, the, the twist. Oh, the book is the twist. Janet going back, that's the twist. I'm just left with questions. No answers. No guesses. So do you guys have questions? I mean, answers? Because I have questions. Do you have answers? Do you have guesses? Go to the Facebook discussion group. Search Everything is Fine. Find us. If you're already there, if you're already a Maximum Derek, give us your guesses. I want to know. I am so stumped. I want to know what do people think. Tell me. Tell us. Tell the world. Yeah. You guys got anything else? No, I got nothing else. No. All right. I love y'all posting in there, and it's fun to look at. And thanks for being super active. Yeah. And uh, leave us a iTunes review yes, if you want. Go to iTunes. So other people can listen. Go to iTunes. Find us. Put us next to Armchair Expert. It would be the great thrill of my life. Oh, I got to check. Are we next to him? We'll see. <laughs> oh, boy. But right. outside of Facebook, you can go to Instagram and search at Everything is Fine Podcast. On all social medias, you can search at Nerdy Things Pod and you can go to www.nerdythingspod.com. We're everywhere. But thank you guys so much for joining us. And as always, have a great rest of your week. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Listener, Dutch here from Voice from the Underground, the podcast. 
My co-host and I want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse. At Voice from the Underground, we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results. If the idea of hearing three semi-intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed. Boys from the underground.